I was thinking as Chris was singing there how that God has really blessed us and sometimes we really forget how much he has blessed us. Look in the book of Psalms if I get to preach what the Lord laid on my heart. If I don't, that's all right too. I'm going to mind God. Psalms 34 Have you realized what God really has done for you? Evidently not. Psalms 34, let's begin reading in verse number 1. The Bible said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Now everybody come and repent. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. Well, we ought to repent again. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Yeah, and we hide in the cave a lot, don't we? The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Is that the way yours read? I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Father, help me just a little while. Let me speak to your precious people tonight, Lord about you. God, the greatest message ever given was that there was a baby born in Bethlehem. That his name was called Jesus, our Lord and our Savior and soon coming King. So blessed be the name of the Lord now and forevermore in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Psalms 34 and 4 there. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Deliverance. I've got to thinking about it today as the Lord has really blessed. I I tell you, I was ecstatic about the play Sunday night. I was really enjoying that because it's true. It's true. The scenario we've seen was true and how folks act and react and and I've said it, you know I've said it, I've seen people get saved and people in their family be unhappy about it. Amen. Amen. I hope and pray nobody in your family was unhappy when you got saved, but it happens. It happens that people don't fully understand about the blessings of God. I thought about as much as God loved us, the things that he has given us that we take for granted. He said prosper and be in good health, didn't he? That's his word for you and I. Prosper and be in good health. So why should we fear, right? Didn't he say that he had gone to prepare a place for us? And if he's preparing it, let me tell you, there'll be no spot. There'll be no blemish. Amen. I mean, it'll be square. Roof won't leak. Plumbing will work right. It'll never be too hot. It'll never be too cold. You'll never see a dark day there. 
I'm getting happy. Sorry, you ought to shout with me on that one. Never see a dark day there. That's enough to shout on in itself. But what else in the word of God has he promised us? He said right here, he'd take away our fear. Our fear of what? You know, death is a big fear for a lot of folks. We are afraid of dying because we've never died before and we don't know how to take it sometimes. We're uncertain of the uncertainty of death and what it leads to. But I've had too many in my life, in my family, that's looked across the other side and told me what they were seeing before they ever left. Many in my family. So why should I fear death? Why should I fear the government? Why? You remember when we were in school or my age group? Get under your desk like that's going to save you from a nuclear bomb. Yeah, that wooden desk, you know, it's made out of oak. It's going to be crispy critter than you are too. But we took security out of diving under our desk, didn't we? And when they'd have a tornado drill, everybody run to the gym or, or wherever they had us designated to go. And we'd run there in hope of safety. But he said here in this psalm, he said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Aren't you glad he's a deliverer? Aren't you glad he's a loving master that cares enough that he cares for you tonight? Where you're at, what you're doing, are you with me? Say amen. I am so glad that God loved me enough that he gave me this book. Amen. Because without this book, I wouldn't know what to do. Amen. I wouldn't know what to expect. Without this book, I'd have no guidance. Amen. But because I have this book, look in Luke, if you will, in chapter number 1 and verse number 74 that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear. Serve him without fear. Lord God, help us today. We're afraid to say this. We're afraid to say that. Afraid we're going to offend somebody. Amen. Afraid we're going to get sued. Afraid they're going to close the church down. I remember what the Lord told Peter. He said, the gates of hell will not prevail. <laughs> That's what he told Peter, wasn't it? The gates of hell won't prevail against my church. Amen. So why should I fear about never having church? Amen. By the way, do you know you can have church all by yourself, right? You ain't got to be in this building and gather together. He said, where two or three would gather, well, him, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, there's three and me, that made four. Amen. So if we get together, we can have church. But so many of us are afraid, amen, that our enemies will overtake us. He said right there, he said that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies. Lord, thank you for delivering me out of the hand of my enemies. <laughs> Amen. Satan is your enemy tonight. Sin is your enemy tonight. 
Fear is an enemy to a Christian tonight. We oughtn't to fear. My God, we're the winners in this thing. I never was afraid when I was on the winning side. Was you? <laughs> no. I, you all ain't got it. Well, most of you never was in the brawls I was in, but you don't understand what I'm talking about. When I'm on the winning side and I know my side's going to win, I'm enjoying myself. Are you with me? Say amen. Isn't it about time we have church that we can enjoy? Isn't it about time we come to church that's enjoyable? Amen. I'm talking about coming to the house of God and being blessed and delivered and our fears are gone because we know our enemies at bay. We ought to put him at bay at the door out there. He ought to be allowed in here. But we'll bring him in with us because of our old haughty spirits, our old stubborn rebellion hearts. Hey, preacher, preacher, I believe we will. We bring him in here, amen. God don't want him in here, but we bring him in here and we allow him to have more service than we do. Am I telling the truth tonight? I believe that God sometimes looks on us and says, where did I go wrong? Oh, you don't think so? Turn with me in the book of Galatians, if you will. Aren't you glad that God's a forgiving God and a loving God? Ooh, Galatians chapter number one. Are you there? Say amen. Galatians chapter number one, verse number four. Who gave himself for our sin that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Let me preach to the hand ringers for a while. <laughs> the fretters and the worriers. Oh, me, you're right, sis. You're exactly right. Don't be ashamed of it. Most women are fretters and worriers. Oh, yes, they are. And a lot of men folk are fretters and worriers. My wife says I ain't got enough sense to worry over nothing. Is that what you say about your husband? Why should I worry about it? God's got it in control. Amen. I mean, all I can do. Now you think about it. All the sick people we know tonight that are desperately needing the hand of God, if you sat here and worried till every hair on your head fell out, what good would it do? But if you stayed here and you prayed earnestly, what good would that do? The effectual, what? Fervent prayers of righteous availeth much. You need to get righteous. What do you, you know a lot of people don't know the difference between righteous and saved. <laughs> you can be saved and not be real righteous. Amen. I'll say that again. You can be saved and not be real righteous. The righteous has realized that he has the enemy at bay, not us. I'm not able to take care of the enemy. No, I'm not able to take care of death. I'm not able to take care of sickness, but I know one that can. I know one that will. I know one that has. I'm getting excited now. Somebody better shout with me, amen. 
I've seen his hand work too much for me to doubt it, amen. How many times they give me up for death? I can't tell you. More than I got fingers, I can tell you that. They said, nah, he ain't going to live. God said, watch it. I'll let him live in spite of all they think he's going to die. I'm going to put him right back out on the firing line. How about you tonight? Isn't it time that we realize God has delivered us, amen, from the enemy? Say amen right there. I'm about to get excited thinking about what God has delivered me from. Amen. He said, he said, not I said, he said, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present, this present world we're living in. I'm telling you what a joy it is tonight to know that my God's not awaiting till I'm dying, but he's here with me tonight. He's here to help us all realize he is still in control of this thing. Thank God that he is. Amen, amen. From this present evil world, according to the will of God and our Father. How many would agree God set it in motion a long time ago and he knowed the end when he set her in motion? Amen. <laughs> They've been a lot come along over the thousands of years and thought they'd throw a monkey wrench in God's works. Not realizing all they were doing was fulfilling the work of God. Satan himself said, Look at him, we got him. He's a bleeding, he's a dying. Amen, he can't come down. I'm getting thinking about it, I'm getting happy. And Satan looked up and said, we got him, we've got him. And can't you just see Satan just shouting it out when the last breath left my Savior's body? Hey, hey, and he said, we've got him, we've got him now. Can't you see it when he went to hell and he got the keys? And what Satan said when he got there? Oh, he said, I've done something that I can't change now. Hey, he's, I'm telling you tonight, church, he is victorious. We'll be victorious. Why? He delivered us through and by his blood. I'm delivered. Nothing that I've done, nothing I'm worthy of doing, but because of his blood. Satan thought he had him. I'm going to help somebody tonight. The whole town thought they had him. Yeah, they thought they had him. I just wonder. God, I'd like to have this on video. When all them dead people got to visiting. (laughs) Woo! Somebody knocking at the door. Who's there? It's Uncle Joe. No, it can't be. You've been dead a hundred years. Yeah, it is. Jesus came by today. Got me up, amen. Told me to come in and visit a while. What a reunion that's going to be. Because I'm delivered from this evil world. Through and by his blood. Boy, that makes me happy. 
Can you imagine 500 folks going through town? What the ruckus was in that town. Amen. Now think about 500 dead folks showing up in Marion, North Carolina. Uh Uh-huh. Some of them your kin folk. (laughs) Knocking on your door. I want to tell you something. They may have been dead a long time, but for some reason you'll hear their voice and know it's them. Am I telling you? I don't think I've got an uncle or an aunt or a grandpa or a grandma a cousin that if I heard their voice today that I couldn't call their name. If I didn't see their face I just heard their voice. I'll have a benefit all by myself if that's what it takes. I've got a lot to go to heaven for because I got a lot in heaven waiting on me to get there. I'm glad Jesus is one of them. He's just waiting for me to show up so he can step over on the balance and covered by his blood. The Lord God won't see nothing but his righteousness. Let me just have a benefit for a little while. I got some first cousins that never walked, never talked. 30 and 40 year old, just babies. I can't wait to get to heaven to talk to Abigail. I just want to know what her voice is going to sound like. I want to see her when her when her body she was forty some year old she wasn't that big. I want to see her when she's got a glorified body. I want to see her when she can talk. I want to see her when she can run to me say, "Come, I've been looking for you today." Hey, I'm going to shout a while. I'm going to run a while. Why? Cause I've been delivered here. I'm going over yonder where it never dies. If I don't bless you tonight, something's wrong with you. Little Harold Stamey. (laughs) Never had a sensible conversation here, but I understood a lot of what he was saying. Amen. Little Harold, one of my heroes. Lord God, I'd like to have a church full. Somebody had come. He'd roll his wheelchair up there and hold his Bible, lay his little hand over on their back, go to hollering to God. Man, I'd like to have a church full like that. So thoughtful that when somebody was coming to God, that's all he could do was roll his little wheelchair up there, lay his hand on, hold his Bible up. God knows what he is saying. God knows what he is asking. And God gave the victory in that. Boy, I can't wait to see little Harold. Woo! I'm getting homesick. I may get a load to leave tonight. Would that be all right with you? Lord, aren't you glad? Man, stay with me if you can. If you can't, just enjoy it anyhow. 
I'm glad that my Lord loves me. I'm trying to turn these pages. Over in the book of Colossians, if I can get there. Aren't you glad that Jesus cared enough? I may never get there, people. Just stay with me. God's been too good to me. I ain't been good enough to him, but he sure has been good to me. Colossians chapter number 1, verse number 13, the Bible said, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Lord, if that don't make you shout, Friends, you're lost tonight. That's all I can say. I'm talking about the sinless one that took on my sins. Took my beating. Went to hell so I don't have to go. Stay with me. I'm trying to get there. Did you see that? From the power of darkness. You ever been in a place where it's so dark you can't even see your own hand? That ain't a good place to be, is it? I mean, you'd stand there and you'd try to get your eyes focused to where you can see any glimmer of light whatsoever. And there is none. Are you with me? That's what he delivered you from. You don't ever have to go to a dark place. You can go to where the light never goes out. <clears throat> Stay with me. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But aren't you glad he delivered you from darkness and sin? And sin. It's hard for me to imagine. It's hard for me to imagine a place where there is no sin. Hard for me to imagine a place where there is no sickness. Where there is no death. There is no crying. There is no hunger. That's hard for me in my carnal flesh, blood, mind to imagine a place where nobody's hurting. Nobody's not ever been hungry. But you know he said it was a place that he's prepared for you and I. And it'll be a place where darkness will never ever show its face. It'll be a place where sin will never ever enter in. 
Oh, making me homesick tonight. How to go to a place where nobody's ever going to see one ounce of trouble. There'll never be fear no more in their heart or their mind. There'll never be no more sin around them. Sin's temptation will be left outside. We'll never be tempted with sin again. This old flesh is going to be changed. Put on immortality. We're going to step into a land where the lights are shining and the rivers are flowing and the singing is loud and joyous and there's plenty to eat and there's plenty of room there's plenty of joy unspeakable full of glory I'm talking about a place called heaven tonight a place where I want to go don't you you got to be delivered you got to be delivered to go there Preacher, I belong to the church. That ain't going to get you there. Preacher, I pay my tithes. I've been baptized. That ain't going to get you there either. Have you ever been born again? Have you ever met him on your knees and said, God, I'm sorry, I'm a sinner. Have you ever met him and where your heart is broken and you realize he died? For you. That your sins is what put him there. Your sins is the reason he took the beating that he took. Oh, friend, when you get to that place, then God can do something with you. When you realize he was dying for you so you could live and never ever have to worry about dying again. But if you've never been delivered, I didn't say you never made a profession. You need to possess it. There's a lot of people coming, crying the altar and left lost. Amen. You say, preacher, this ain't much of a Christmas message. Bless God, it is too. If it wasn't for Jesus being born and dying on Calvary's tree. There'd be no need for us to even be here tonight. There'd be no need for me reading this book if he hadn't come as that baby and died as my Savior. There'd be no hope. But because he did, I don't ever have to worry about darkness. Because I've been delivered from that. I don't have to worry about sin bothering me for eternity. Because I'll be delivered from that. When I strip off this old mortal flesh and put on immortality, sin won't bother me no more. Darkness won't bother me no more. Sickness won't follow me no more. Death won't be on my heels anymore because I'm going to the land of the living. Ooh, glory be the holy God that loved us enough that he gave his life that we could have life eternal. Can you say amen to that? I'm glad God's a God, amen, that knows exactly what I need tonight before I even know what I need myself. Amen. Galatians chapter number 1 verse number 4 said who gave himself for our sins 
that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. You say, preacher, you done read that. I wanted you to hear it. Who gave himself for our sins. Are you with me? Say amen. Sometimes we forget that, don't we? Oh yeah, we forget that. Are you with me? First Timothy chapter number three. Somebody may have to read it. I can't see. That's all right, too. First Timothy chapter number three, verse number eleven. Even so must their wives be grave, not slander, sober, faithful in all things. Are you with me? Say amen. What are we talking about? It said, let the deacons be the husband of one wife, ruling their children in their own houses well. For they, notice this, that have used the office of a deacon well, purchased to themselves a good degree and a great boldness in the faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Are you in me? Say amen. Aren't you glad? They used to look at me and say, he'll never mount to nothing. They'd look at me and say, he'll be in prison before he's 16. Oh yeah. They said he'd be lucky if he ain't killed somebody by the time he's 15 or 16. Are you with me? See the the God of this world, Satan, was trying to get me there to where my God, my Father, my Savior couldn't use me. Can I tell you something tonight? My God's a deliverer. He can use you no matter what your past has been. Brother Tommy Hensley preached a message years ago God is trying his best to give you a testimony. You're the only one that's been through what you've been through. But you might meet somebody that's fixing to go through part of what you've already been through and you could help them. Just because they say that ain't what he said. He said, whosoever come unto me. Go ahead and preach it for me, Chris. I know you can. He said, he didn't know why I was cast us out. So it didn't matter how sorry I was when I went to him. It didn't matter how low down I was or how dirty I was or how sinful I was when I went to him. He was there and the ground was level. He didn't say you stay over here and you stay over yonder. He said come unto me. Somebody shout. Come unto me all you that are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. That's what he said with them nail-scarred hands stuck out reaching for you and I. 
Come out to me and I'll give you rest. He, what did he say? I'll deliver you. That's what he was saying. Isn't it sad that some folks haven't realized that they can be delivered from their past no matter what it is. The world may never forget it. I still meet people do this day and I'm 66 year old say, boy, you was a rascal when you was young. You know what I have to say? Yeah, I sure was. But let me tell you about one that I met. 8th day of February 1987 on my knees in an altar crying to a God that loved me no matter what I was, what I'd done, where I'd been, what I'd said. He loved me, cared for me, said come unto me and that's what I did. I went unto him. Guess what he did for me? He gave me eternal life, took the sin out of my life. He made me a new creature. He gave me a new attitude, a new hope, a new life. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. That'll make a change. If you have a desire. He's never forced anybody. Can I help you tonight? He's never failed to deliver one that wanted deliverance. I'll say that again. He has never failed to deliver one that's ever came to him. Asking for deliverance. Many years ago, right down the road here a few miles, I was witnessing to an older man that I loved dearly. I said, Dad, your health is failing. I said, why don't you give Jesus a try? I said, you know you're closer to death than you are to you where you was born. He said, I know that son. He said, but I just don't know if that boy, and that's the way he said it, can save me. He said, I've been an awful mean fellow. I've done a lot of things. I said, let me tell you something about that baby. I said, that baby came into this world to save the Lord. I said, that boy went into the temple and taught the teachers. I said, that man went to the cross and died for your sins. Can I tell you tonight, about a year and a half later, I buried him and I could preach over his grave. He met Jesus before he left this world. I'm glad that somebody told me that I could be forgiven, that he could deliver me when I could not deliver myself. I'm glad somebody took the time to get on their knees and pray and ask God to deal with my heart and my life and send sweet Holy Ghost conviction to my soul to get me to realize I needed deliverance. That's the kind of God we serve. 
said, Dennis, I don't know how many I killed in service. I said, I want to help you, Dad. I said, you were under orders. That does not fall on you. That falls on those that gave you the orders. Study your Bible. That's the reason it falls on you, mamas and daddies. What your children do, it falls on you. So we better start teaching these babies about deliverance at a young, young age. Turn with me, if you will, in the Old Testament in the book of Proverbs, and I'll try to close tonight. Proverbs chapter number 10. Boy, God's been good to me tonight. I don't know about you, but he's sure been good to me. whole lot better than what I deserve, I'll tell you that. Proverbs chapter number 10, verse number 2. Treasures of wickedness profiteth nothing, but righteousness delivereth from death. What have you gained if you gain the whole world and lose your own soul? If you had every dollar that's ever been printed, every ounce of gold that's ever been found, and you died without God, what good would that be? Let me see if I can close tonight. As a young man and a young boy, Going up Anderson Branch in Madison County. Going up Rice Creek in Flag Pond, Tennessee, where my daddy's people lived. We'd call them shacks. But I noticed the people that were sitting out on those front porches wave at you, smile at you. I noticed them people that didn't have much in this world were at church on Sunday. Most of them come with bibbed overhauls and a little thin black type had it and a little white shirt. You'd hear them singing. Most time didn't have much piano playing. Once in a while they had a good piano player but not very often. But they had something and I never could figure it out. They didn't have no car in the driveway. They didn't have running water in the house. They had an outhouse. They had a team of mules or a team of horses. Didn't even own a tractor. But they had something. You could go sit on their porch with them and they'd talk to you about the good things of God. They'd tell you how God had blessed their crops, even blessed their chickens, even blessed the hatching of the dibs, how the sow had a good litter of pigs and the cow would come fresh. 
You know, that don't mean nothing to you and I this day. But I'd sit and listen to them old timers talk about that. And, and in my mind, I'd think, Dad, you ain't even got a car. Most of them didn't even have electric lights. I'm serious. My grandpa Hensley had three light bulbs, an electric refrigerator. Light bill was a dollar and fifteen cent a month, and he said if it goes up another nickel, I'm having her cut off. I'm serious as a heart attack. And I thought, Grandpa, what would you do without a refrigerator? He'd say, I'd do what I used to do, put it in a can, put it in the basement. And I thought, how can he be happy in this three-room shack? Had the same couch all my life, same chair. All my life sat in that living room. Still sitting there to this day. The bedroom had four beds in it. Yeah. Four beds in one bedroom. Raised 11 children. And right before he died, a few years before he died, he gave every one of his children $3,000 cash apiece. And said, here's $40,000, go put it in the bank for your mama. And I looked at Grandpa and I thought, Grandpa, where in the world did you get all of that money? He ain't never worked a public job. He is in World War I. But see, he had Jesus. He didn't have to have an automobile. He didn't have to have a new couch. He was happy and content. See, Paul said, I have learned to be content. The trouble with most of us is we haven't learned the blessings of God yet. He's a deliverer. When you get happy with just having God, you'll be a happy person. I think about this every year at Christmas time. People spending money they don't have. Buying things that nobody needs. And giving to people they don't even like. Just so they can say, I bought them something and they didn't buy me nothing. Can I say something tonight, church? I deserved hell and my back broke. Instead, I got mercy. I got grace. I got Jesus to step over on the scales and cover me with his precious blood. How can I not brag on him? How can I not stand up here tonight and say, Thank you, Lord, for giving me what I do not deserve. The trouble with Americans is we think we deserve everything. What you need to do is load up and go to Jamaica with me for about a month. 
not to the motel, not to the resort, but go back in the mountains with me where we go and stay with the people, eat their food, sleep in their beds. Yeah. Take a bath in their bathtub, which will be concrete if they have one. Concrete over block with a 55-gallon barrel at the end and it full of water. And you get in there and you pour it over yourself. And that's indoor plumbing for them. Tickled to death to have that. Are you with me tonight? Don't we have a wonderful God that's allowed us to live in America? That's given us more than we've ever deserved. We've wasted more than most people in the world's ever had. But yet we're so unthankful. If we were truly thankful, listen to me, the churches would be full, especially at Christmas. If people really got to thinking about where the money come from and the health come from, to buy the presents and do the things that they're doing right now. When I was a boy, we went out in the woods and cut a tree. We took sycamore balls and wrapped them in tin foil that came off of daddy's cigarette papers. Yeah. We strung popcorn together. Yeah, that's the kind of things we did. And if we was lucky enough to have that crepe paper, is that what it's called? To make a little bow or something and put on trees. That was left over, by the way, from decoration. What little bit we had. It wasn't about the tree. It wasn't about the lights. It was about family. Being able to get together and saying thank you for Jesus who died for me. Let us stand. You notice the last thing that I read to you there in Proverbs. Jesus delivered us from eternal death if we're saved. It's hard for me to say this, but there's something going to stand before him one day and he's going to say, depart, I never knew you. And they're going to say, but Lord, I went to church. I never knew you. Lord, I was baptized. I sung in the choir. I preached. I never knew you. Never head bowed, never eye closed. Make sure he knows you tonight. That's the first thing I want to ask you. I want, to, want you to make sure that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life.
And if your name is written there and you know your name is written there, then I want you to think just for a moment someone that's awful close to hell and step out and come and pray for them. There's a lot of folk one heartbeat, one breath away. Father, I thank you for the privilege tonight to stand and bring a message about deliverance. How God has delivered his people. God, you've delivered us from death, hell, and the grave. Lord, I'm glad that I know that tonight. I'm glad I know my name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm so glad, Lord, that you wrote it there. But Lord, I know some tonight. Their life's not proven that they're born again. God, I'm not here to say they've ever been saved or they're backslidden. I'm just saying, God, they're not where they ought to be tonight. God, let this be a special Christmas to them. Send that sweet Holy Ghost to them. Oh, that precious wood, sweet Holy Spirit that would call them unto thy bosom. Lord, you know their names in my heart. You've heard me cry their names out. Some is written on this wall. Some is in this box. Some is written on my prayer list there. But God, you know them all. I bring them a lamb before you tonight knowing, God, you delivered me. You're able to deliver them. So please, Lord, this time of the year, would you please send the special Holy Spirit of God to them with a special invitation to come unto you. Lord, let somebody speak Jesus in their ear somewhere. God, that they'd know how much they need him tonight. Help us, Lord, as a church, as a body of believers, Lord. God, pray. Help us, Lord, to stay close to the cross where, Lord, that our words would be effective in their hearing. Forgive us, Lord, I pray of our sins and our shortcomings. That you would be glorified. We beg you, Jesus, don't let them go to hell. Do whatever it takes, Father. We'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.